Good morning. My name is Thad Lanthrop. I am the administrative pastor here at Church in the Valley. Our senior pastor, Randy Lanthrop, he is um, right this week or right now. He's up in Chico, California. Um, Chico Community Church is having their 25th um, anniversary. Uh, Gary and Joni Hamilton started Chico Community Church, and um, they spent a couple years here at Church in the Valley before they went up there. And so they're up there celebrating that with them. So they're having a, a good time uh, up there doing that. So I, I get to um, continue our, our message series on beginning again. We're right in the middle of, of a series on beginning again. And that's really something we can all be grateful for, that we have an opportunity. God gives us the, the chance to start over again, to begin again, some, some redos or resets in life. Um, it's really something that, that is good to have, um, and it, it's out of God's kindness that we, we get to have that. I want to take a look, a look back real quick at the first week of this series and, and what we talked about. What we talked about in that first week was the starting point for beginning again. And that starting point is really it's establishing a relationship with Jesus Christ. A key verse that we looked at during that message was Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. It says, For it is by grace you have been saved, through faith, and this not from yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. This verse, it, it highlights the, the fact that if we choose to accept God's free gift of eternal life, then we're saved only by God's grace. We can't earn our salvation. It's only from accepting that free gift that we can have a, a saving uh, faith in Jesus Christ. So, so we need that free gift of eternal life to begin again, to start again. As you dig into the Bible, you find that establishing a relationship with Christ is where we begin to get the power to make real change in, in our lives. There's a lot of areas that we can all look at and we can, we can pinpoint um, and we think that there's problems going on. Maybe it might be relational problems. You might be, have financial hardships. Um, there might be problems at, at work. But all of these things are really symptoms. They're symptoms of, of a deeper need, a deeper problem that we all have. And that's a spiritual problem. And so as, as we looked at in that first week of the series, um, establishing a relationship with Christ, that's where we start. That's where we get the power to make the real change in our life. And that's the perspective behind this whole message series and what we're looking at in beginning again, is that you start first with your relationship with Christ, get that right, and then from there we can really look at some specific areas and begin again in those areas in our life. So today we're going to focus in on a, on a specific a specific area, something that we deal with daily, and that is it's trust. We're going to talk about trust this morning. In fact, Trust is a key factor in all of our relationships. It shows up in our business arrangements. It shows up in contracts we sign if we're going to buy something or if we're going to lease um, a place to, to live or any sort of contract we sign. And then just in the promises that we make, trust shows up. 
Trust impacts us at work. Take a look at this quote from Professor John Whitney at the Columbia Business School. He says, mistrust doubles the cost of doing business. Here's a couple more statistics um, from a book called The Speed of Trust by Stephen Covey. Um, It it says only 51% of employees have trust and confidence in senior management. So just over half. And then only 35% of employees believe their leaders act with honesty and integrity. So there's, there's a real sense of distrust out there in organizations. If a team's going to be successful, um, they they got to have trust as well. Take a look at this quote from Doc Rivers, the coach of the Los Angeles Clippers. He said, our, I thought our trust was broken today offensively. I thought we all tried to do it individually where there's no ball movement. The ball is in one spot. What he's talking about there is if, if there's no trust, if you don't trust the other guys on your team, then you're going to try and do it by yourself. You're going to keep the ball, and you're going to try and make it all happen by yourself. Trust is also crucial. It's crucial in family life. Take, I want you to take a look at this uh, movie clip from the movie Liar, Liar. Um, like the title says, he has a problem lying. Um, and it really impacts his, his family. Where we're going to pick up is where Jim Carrey, he plays the dad in this movie, um, he has broken the trust of his son once again, um, and he, he said he was going to go to his birthday party. He didn't show up. Now he's talking with his, his ex-wife. So let's take a look at this clip. Are you marrying this guy because you're mad at me? No, I divorced you because I was mad at you. Audrey, wait, I want to talk about this. Well, what do you want to say? Is this guy right for you? I mean, he's just so... Not me! Yes, that's one of his best qualities. Yeah, but he's kind of... I'm sorry. You're wrong. I mean, sometimes, maybe, yes, he is a little bit... Magoo! Yes, but since we've been going out... Oh, my God, I'm not having this conversation with you. Audrey, you can't go. This is not fair. Fair? Oh, okay. Let's define fair, shall we? Last night, a five-year-old boy was crushed because his father lied to him about coming to his birthday party. Fair? Last night. was none of my business. But it matters to Max. Everything you do matters to Max, and everything you don't. All right, now let me tell you something. I'm a bad father. I mean... I'm a bad father. You're not a bad father. When you show up. What if I come over right after court, let's out and play ball with Max? Then you and I can sit down and talk before you make any rash decisions. No, we are leaving tonight. Please, Audrey, give me one more chance. I'm throwing myself on the mercy of the court. I lost you, but please, don't make me lose Max, too. Give me a chance to be the father I started out to be. You're really coming? This is ironclad. This is the mother of all promises. What time? Six. Ten to six. All right. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. But if I tell Max that you're coming and you don't show up, and I have to see that look on his face, that heartbreaking look, we're going to Boston. If I don't show up, I'll pack you myself. I will lovingly wrap your knickknacks with bubble paper. I hope so. 
Do you know what your son was doing at 8.15 last night? He was making a birthday wish that for just one day, his father couldn't tell a lie. So you can see the impact there on family life of losing trust. They're, they're, they're Jim Carrey, the dad, he's, he's having to beg to just have one more chance to show that he can gain, gain his son's trust back. Trust is also needed. It's also needed in church life. Um, trust is, is it's necessary. If we're going to accomplish the, the mission that Jesus has given us, if you're going to volunteer at a church, you, you, you're going to want to have trust there. You're going to have to trust that they're not just going to, the church isn't just going to use you, but you're going to, um, you actually get something, you're able to serve the church, and that they're not just going to take advantage of you. Also, just if you're going to share who you are, you're going to open up with, with people, um, you've you got to have, have trust. There's got to be trust in the relationship there. Let's take a look at the, the definition of, of trust. It's defined by Merriam-Webster as the belief that someone or something is reliable, good, honest, effective, etc. This is an interesting definition. Reliable, good, honest, effective. Those all make sense, but then it ends with etc. It, it just it, it's such an important word, and, and it, it says etc. It just assumes that we all know what that means, what there needs to be, what it means to have trust. The truth is it's almost easier to, to come up with the, the things that cause distrust than it is the, the things that, that give you trust. And we're going to take a look at both of those today. We're going to look at how you lose trust and how you can, how you can gain it back. So let's take a look. How trust is broken. Um, the, the first thing is just being inconsiderate. That's, that's how you can, you can break trust. When you don't consider others, they pull away and, you, and don't trust you because it's obvious that you're just out for yourself. Here's some practical ways that we can be inconsiderate. Let me, here's some examples of how we can be in this inconsiderate. Practical ways makes, it makes it seem like I'm encouraging you to be inconsiderate. So let's say, here's, here's some examples. Um, your, your plans are convenient for you, but no one else. That's a way to be inconsiderate. You, you, you make your plans in a way that it works out well for you, but you're not thinking about others in the situation. Or your, your words are about... Um, getting something off your chest or just venting. Um, you're not thinking about how that's going to land or how that's going to affect the others around you. Or there's just a general blindness to, to others' needs. That's another way to, to be inconsiderate. And another one um, for how to break trust, how, how trust is broken, is not keeping your word. Um, when you don't keep promises, people just they quit taking you seriously. Um, if you only intend to get to something someday, then don't say you're going to do it tomorrow. Be careful what you commit to. When thinking about uh, keeping your word, here, here's a question you can ask is, when I've committed to do something, do I follow through even when it's painful? Or do I bail? I have an example of, of not keeping my word recently. Um, a couple months ago, I, I was I, I had a deadline coming up at work, 
Um, w- one thing that we do in our messages is we all work together on our messages. So we do some research and, and submit it, and then we all put it together and make it our own message. And my, the deadline was coming up, and some things happened, and I, I, I missed the deadline. But I thought, you know, I, I know we say this is the deadline, but nobody ever actually looks at the message on the deadline. It's usually another week before. So I got another week. I'll be okay. Well, I, I got an email from somebody. Hey, I'm trying to get ahead. You know, where's, the, where's your message script? Oops. I dropped the ball there. I missed the deadline. So I had, I had to, I just, I, I had to admit, I blew it, ask their forgiveness and, and get it done as, as quickly as I could. And then from there, now I have to, I broke trust. I gotta, I, now I have to be faithful and, and rebuild the trust. Um, another thing just for, for how trust is broken is making bad decisions. People, people aren't as inclined to go along with your ideas if you keep making bad choices. You know, somebody will, will follow you down a blind alley if you have a good relationship with them once. But once they hit that dead end, they're less inclined to go down that blind alley again if you keep leading people down that way. So being prudent and, and wise are really crucial for trust. In this message today, we're, we're not going to be talking about some of the more e- extreme um, cases of distrust related to abuse or trauma or, or infidelity, but we're going to be talking more about the day-to-day um, areas of trust that, that we all face. Maybe today you're, you're hearing this topic really resonates with you um, because you're, you look at the, the list of, of, of distrust there, the items that cause distrust, and you think, you know what, I see some of those in, in my life. These issues, these Things, they, they can cause us to duck and hide from people. If you know you've broken trust with somebody, you just kind of want to avoid them and act like it didn't happen. And that's what can happen when, um, when, when we fall into one of these. But the good news is God can help us begin again. He can help us begin again in this area of establishing trust. So today, um, you can begin. You can begin to make a new relational investment in the lives of those around you. It's not a quick fix, but thankfully God has a lot to say in the Bible about trust, about rebuilding trust, about building trust in your relationships. So what's the key to rebuilding trust when it's been broken? When you dig into scriptures, you find love and faithfulness rebuild trust. That's the key. In fact, the idea of love and faithfulness, they, they occur they, in the Bible. You find them a lot together. They're kind of like childhood best friends. When you see one, you usually see the other. They're in there a lot together. So let's take a look at Proverbs 16, 6 through 7. That says um, how we can rebuild trust. Proverbs 16, 6 through 7 says, Through love and faithfulness, sin is atoned for. Through the fear of the Lord, a man avoids evil. When a man's ways are pleasing to the Lord, he makes even his enemies live at peace with him. When we choose love and faithfulness, the sin that we've done in the past and the relationships, it can be atoned. Proverbs, um, that, that book in the Bible, it was written in the Old Testament, which was written in Hebrew. And the Hebrew word for atone there, 
it, it literally means to be purged or canceled. Um, and another verse in the Bible, 1 Peter 4, 8, it talks about the same idea. It says, above all, love each other deeply because love covers over a multitude of sins. So it turns out that love and faithfulness, they carry a lot of power behind them. A lot of power to restore relationships. So let's, let's dig in a little bit deeper and see what we can do to have love and faithfulness. There's a lot of ideas about love out there. Um, we all kind of have our ideas of, of what we think love is. What, what are some things that, that you think love is? Maybe it's a particular feeling of love that you've had in the past, or a good memory of a time you felt loved, or, or maybe you think of family or, or friends, or something, it could be something completely different. The thing is, we all have our ideas of what love is, but the love that's being talked about in this scripture, it's not just an emotion, but what it is, is it's practical. It's practical love with feet to it. It means choosing to do what's best for somebody else, regardless of how you feel. That's the idea behind this word love here. And love, it counteracts the times that we've eroded trust by being inconsiderate. It helps to cover over those times that we've been inconsiderate when we choose to be considerate and, can, and do what's best for others. The faithfulness talked about here, what, it, what it's talking about is stable, certain, truthful, it means doing what you're going to, doing what you said you're going to do, um, choosing to uh, keep your word regardless of how inconvenient it is or how you feel about it. Love and faithfulness they call us to a higher standard in our relationships. A temptation that comes up in in any relationship is when it gets tough, just to move on. Relationship gets tough, I'm just going to going to move on. But that's really it's a trap. The problem with giving into that temptation is when you give up and move on to the next friendship or whatever it is, you take your hurts and your habits with you. Where you go, there you are. And so if you decide, I'm just going to go find a new friend or, or whatever it may be, all the habits that you have developed in your previous relationships are going to follow with you. So you can spend a lifetime of just hopping around to different relationships, not finding what you, what you want. But God, through his son Jesus, he's told us that it's never too late to begin again. So let's, let's look at some key ways to restoring trust. How do we do that? How do we restore trust? First thing is, take responsibility for your actions. Don't blame the other person or the circumstances um, around what happened. Just take responsibility. I've been in situations where I'm really hurt by someone else, and it's easy to justify what I did because, well, they did it to me first. But the idea here is you have to take responsibility for what you did. You're still, no matter what somebody did to you, you're still responsible for how you responded. How you act, how you reacted. So yet you, the first key to restoring trust, you just have to take responsibility for your actions, and then you have to ask forgiveness of the other person. The, the idea here is, or the key here is to be specific 
about what you did that was wrong. It it sounds kind of elementary, but it it helps to spell out exactly what you did wrong and then to ask for forgiveness for the hurt that you caused. An important thing to remember in this step is that trust is, is not repaired immediately when you ask forgiveness. It's not asking forgiveness isn't some magic key that all of a sudden the person is just going to trust you again. It takes time for that to, to develop. When you ask forgiveness, what it means is the person's not going to use what you did against you anymore when they forgive you. It doesn't mean they're just going to trust you like they used to and talk to you about all the things that they used to talk to you about. You're going to have to earn that trust back. And you earn that trust back by setting out to show love and faithfulness. Take a look at Proverbs 3, 3 and 4. It says, let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. This verse, it gives us the formula. I like formulas. You know, they're, they're kind of nice. It gives us the formula for how to build trust. And that formula is love and faithfulness. Love and faithfulness equal trust. Love and faithfulness, it can repair the damage that's been done in the past. It's not going to just happen overnight. It may take years for you to to get an opportunity to, to have a chance to show love and faithfulness in a relationship that's been damaged in the past. So you might have to be patient and wait for that opportunity to come up to, be, to, to show love and, and faithfulness to someone. And it might end up just being a small task. When damage been, has been done, people aren't in, as inclined to trust you with things. And so they might just give you a little opening, a little crack in the door, a little opportunity to show love and faithfulness, to show you can be trusted again. And when that comes, it might seem like a small task. But you have to take advantage of it. Be faithful. And then, show, and then hopefully you get more and more and more opportunities to, to show that you can be trusted. In my own life, I, I've learned how love and faithfulness just make such a difference. Um, in, in my family life, there, uh, two or three weeks ago, I was talking with my son, Blake, and I was trying to, to tell him some things that he needed to do. Um, and, we, and we were having this conversation, and he kept interrupting me, kept interrupting me kept interrupting me. Finally, I just got so frustrated. I, I just, I had had it. And I said, you will listen to me and you will do what I say. A little louder than that. <laughs> Instantly, I just, I wanted to take it back. His face fell. He just shut down on me. And God convicted me that I had crossed the line there with my son. Now, I also instantly started trying to justify what I just did, because that's what I do. I was trying to think, well, you know, he wasn't showing me respect. I'm his dad. He's supposed to respect me. I was just trying to be loud and get his attention, because he was talking over me. It it started to come, but God kept saying, no, but you were wrong in how you responded. So what I had to do was I had to humble myself to my four-year-old and ask his forgiveness for being harsh with them, for being loud. I said, buddy, I'm, I, was, I was harsh with you. Will you forgive me? And you know what happened? He, that shut down look was gone. 
instantly, he, his face brightened up, and he, he was ready to talk. He opened up to me again, and we were able to talk about what needed to happen there. Love and faithfulness, it, it's not easy to put into practice. It's, it's easy just to justify what, what we've done and just to, to stuff it away. But that's where you can have real relationships, real healthy relationships, when you admit you're wrong and ask for forgiveness. And again, it might seem like a small thing. You know, maybe he would have forgot that situation when, when he's, he gets older. Knowing him, probably not. He has a really good memory, <laughs> remembers everything. Um, but maybe he would have just forgot it. I could have just swept it under the rug. But the thing is, Love and faithfulness in the small things turn into big trust. Love and faithfulness, it, we need to keep it at the forefront of our, our attention. Um, one, of the, one of the things that these days that, that the, seems to just be at the forefront of our attention all the time is our phones. We're always looking at our phones. And that verse we looked at a little bit ago, it talked about binding faithfulness around your neck. Well, maybe what we should do is a practical term would be you know, make it your phone wallpaper or something like that. Put a sticky note on your phone that reminds you, oh, love and faithfulness. Show love and faithfulness on this call. Show love and faithfulness in this situation at work or, or wherever it might be. The thing is, as we relate to God and others, we have to figure, we have to keep this on the forefront of our mind and, and bind it around our neck however we can make that happen. So what would it look like practically for, for you to, to bind love and faithfulness around your neck? I want to take just 30 seconds here. Um, I'm just going to give me an opportunity. Think about, think about what does that look like at work, binding love and faithfulness around my neck at work as you deal with deadlines and coworkers, or at home in your living situation with roommates or your, your family or in church life as you relate to others. What does that look like? Let me give you just 30 seconds to think that through. Jot down any ideas that come to your mind. Now that you've had a moment to think that through, imagine the difference in our relationships if we just did those things. I'd like to ask you to pull out your connection card um, that Ryan talked about earlier um, and that you began to, to fill out. Um, I'd also like to invite the worship team to come back up on stage and the ushers to prayer, prepare to receive the offering um, that we'll receive here in just a moment. The, take some time just to fill out, finish filling out any, anything on that connection card that you didn't have a, a time to early on. Um, or there might be some next steps that, that you want to take in response to the message today. Here's a couple of, of suggested next steps for you. Um, the first one is to memorize Proverbs 3, 3 through 4. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. 
then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Maybe that's your, your, your first step to really trying to keep love and faithfulness on the forefront of your mind is to memorize that verse. Or there, there, you might want to take just a step that God brought to mind. During the message, if something came to mind, um, maybe you want to um, take that next step. You can go ahead and mark that on the back of your connection card. Or, and there's just a blank there that whatever... Um, Whatever else God brought to mind, you can fill that out there. Would you pray with me as we continue to worship? Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to learn from your word. And um, just pray that we'd be able to to put it into our lives. Help us to choose love and faithfulness daily. In Jesus' name, amen.